Good afternoon, Radio DePaul. My name is Anna Roth, host of this hour called These Are Songs. And today is going to be my last show on the air ever. Today's going to be a little bit different. I don't know if we'll make it to an hour. Um, And there's not going to be much music. I wanted to take today to talk about what the last four years of radio looked like for me. Um, I am currently sitting under the trees next to University Hall on DePaul's campus in the quad. I'm looking up at the entrance to the dorms directly below which is the recording studio for Radio DePaul that I, before the pandemic, would go into at least once a week to record this show. Because I'm sitting outside, and because I'm sitting on the quad on the Fullerton side, the audio quality might not be great. Uh, There will be background noise, um, but nobody ever really tuned into this show for the audio editing, I think. So I think it'll be okay. Um, I don't know what I wanted to talk about on this show. I've never done a talk show. I realize that most of my shows for the last four years, if we do some quick math, there's probably around 150 of them, which is 150 hours. I didn't talk very much in any of them. I didn't really talk (laughs) except to introduce the song or um, tell a joke or something. So I figured for the last one, I'd switch it up. Um, Four years ago, I started this show and I applied online and at the time I applied to have a radio show that was very themed Um, and I thought it was only going to run for one quarter because I didn't know if I'd be any good and uh, I don't know if I have any of the recordings still up but my first season was called Happy Accidents and I had a whole quarter of radio shows dedicated to heavily themed music that would go along with Bob Ross's paintings because at the time, which this was in 2018, 2017, one of those years, my freshman year, um, Bob Ross's entire collection of painting for PBS had been uploaded on Netflix and people were watching it, including me. So for some reason, I decided to do that for my first quarter of radio. And at the end of that 10 week period, maybe I did it for two quarters. See, I can't even remember. I realized that I wanted to keep doing radio, um, but I didn't know if I could make it last for my next three years of college. So I changed it um, to what it's now called These Are Songs, uh, the name of which comes from uh, a joke between my sister and I, and that has lasted till today. Um, that during those first radio shows, my show aired live at, I believe it was 6 a.m. It was 6 or 7 a.m. because that was one of the only slots open when I applied. And I would get up at, you know what, it must have been at 7. I would get up at 6.45. The recording studio for Radio DePaul, thank God, was in the basement of the dorm I was living in at the time. I'd walk down four flights of stairs into the basement. I would be the first one in the radio studio and it would be so dark, and I would still be in my pajamas, and I would try not to wake up Erin as I left the room, but she was usually already awake, and 
once I got in the studio, the only light on would be me in the recording box. And it was just me and the recording equipment and the computers and, and the playlist that I had prepared. Um, and it would air live. The only person that would listen in those early weeks, because it was so early, was my grandfather, who uh, has since passed. He passed last year, but he was the biggest fan for the first two years. He would get up at uh, 5.45 Florida time, I believe, because uh, he lived in Florida at the time, would listen live, and after the show had ended, he would write me an email about what, I, what he thought I did well, what I could improve, and which songs he liked. And um, that's one of my more favorite memories of him and kind of those early days because I, I never thought anyone would listen to this show. I don't know that I, I didn't do radio so that people would listen. I, I've always, I don't know why I wanted to do radio or have had this last four years of <laughs> like audio recorded about my life through college, but I didn't think anyone would listen. And um, he did, he was the first fan. And then my friend Megan, who I grew up with, she and I have been friends, oh, it ha we must have been seven, who still lives in California where I'm from. And she goes to UC Davis. She's graduating soon. Very proud of her. She has been also somebody that this show has brought me closer to as a result of starting it. She was the next fan who would follow all the playlists I made every week. would always message me. There's a few times she had given me requests that I included. And to this day, she still asks me about the playlist, asks me about the radio show, asks me when I'm releasing, it is excited. And it's really crazy that I, you know, my first two fans of my radio show were on opposite ends of the country from each other, but still very close to me. So that's how the show started. <laughs> Me hobbling down at 6.45 in the dark, alone, in a silent recording studio with two people listening. And then after the show ended, at around 8, I would crawl my way back up to the third floor of University Hall and get back in my bed and fall asleep for another 45 minutes and then wake up and then go to class at 9.40. And um, that continued. Since, since those days, I still live with Erin. Um, she has always been within like 10 feet of me while I'm either planning or recording the show. So maybe without her even knowing, she has always been tangentially very close to the, my experience of making this show and throughout the years obviously she and I have both inspired each other's music tastes and have been a part of each other's lives so that's another part of the, the show that Erin I don't think was ever on as a guest or she may have accidentally been in the background a few times I don't know if she listens anymore um, but she is technically just by proximity very very involved um, with the show. Uh, it's been four years, but she and I still sleep within 15 feet of each other. And in August, Erin is going to move to New York City. 
and I'm so, so happy for her. I'm sitting right now, like I said, in the quad, and um, uh, I'm sitting in this area of grass that when within the first quarter that Erin and I lived together, we were we had just met. She's from Michigan. I'm from California. We were forming a friendship as roommates that now has essentially developed into a life partnership, very, very dependent life partnership. But the spot that I'm sitting in uh, is making me a little bit emotional in the context of me saying that she's moving to New York because she, as a joke, while I was in class one day, made a Facebook event and only invited me and said, and, and titled it, two roommates share a snack on the quad. And the description was, share a snack on the quad with me. And it was at something like, it must have been at like 11.30 because I think my class ended at 11.20. And I came down from the, uh, the SAC building. I think I was in the SAC building. And I walked across the quad to in front of the dorm that we shared and we ate something fun. We must have eaten like bananas, dark chocolate, and like other things we had bought from the uh, Fullerton Whole Foods. And that was the last time I think I had sat in this spot. And it's been four years and she is a teacher and that's what she's wanted to do, or at least been striving towards since that time we shared a snack on the quad and where I'm sitting right now. And she just finished her last day of student teaching in Chicago Public Schools. And she's gonna be a public school teacher in New York City in August. And I didn't expect this podcast to get emotional, but I think, I guess, reflecting on four years of an audio record of my life, it makes sense that I would be. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm sad to see her go, but I'm, I think I'm happier than I am sad to see her go to New York. Um, and part of me thinks that my show couldn't really go on unless Aaron was 10 feet away, either asleep or doing homework while I was planning it or recording. Um, so yeah. Four years ago, what else was I doing? I don't know. Eventually, I mean, I've had a number of jobs in that time, a number of majors, a number of neighborhoods that I've lived in. I've lived in another country for part of it. Like I said at the beginning, I never expected anyone to listen, and even more than that, I didn't think anyone would listen. Um, and I think, actually, more than those two things, I didn't want anyone to listen, really. I just liked the idea of a space in the dark in a little recording studio that was all mine, even if that space was just audio. Um, I don't have many creative spaces, um, which is a privileged thing to say, um, but it's, it's quite... It was such a new, no, I don't know. It was a, it is quite the experience at the juncture in my life that these last four years have been from 18 to 21. Yeah, wow, 18 to 21. Um, quite the experience to have an hour every week that I was responsible for and that 100% of was 
up to me to do with what I wanted. Um, and that was scary at first. I remember being very nervous and unsure when I started the show, (laughs) um, because I didn't know what I was going to say, you know, 18 year old freshman in college who had no idea what was going on with herself, with her future, with anyone around her. Um, she had just moved 1500 miles across the country and decided to completely change her life. And I got to explore myself apart from those things, but at the same time, in the middle of those things, for an hour every week, and share my experiences going through the last four years of growing up through music. Not a lot of people can say that, and having, you know, eventually the show got more than just my grandfather and Megan listening, you know, my mom and my dad joined in, a couple good friends across the country, I think uh, Boston, Texas when Duncan lived there, um, various parts of California, Washington where my good friend JC lives, uh, the DC area. All people that I I know and I love and maybe have become farther away from, like I'm about to become from Aaron, uh, decided to come and witness this project that I just decided I was going to have, this radio project. And that's a powerful experience. Um, I didn't always produce a show I was proud of. I didn't always produce a show that was good. Um, I didn't really know how to audio edit or control live radio equipment until right before the pandemic. I was still getting the hang of it, so then I had to transfer all of that home, which thank God I was able to do somewhat smoothly. Um, and people still participated and were involved and received me while I was sharing who I was becoming even when I didn't know. Actually, the whole time I didn't know. And I don't think I should claim to know now either. Though I have become someone different, I am starting a full-time job in a week, the day after I graduate, doing something I really, really thought I would never get to do. I am graduating college, which wasn't something I always thought I would want to do or even be capable of. I'm going to continue to live in a city, in this city, in Chicago, which has always been something I wanted to do. Um, And I feel the same age but like I'm wearing a different costume four years later. Maybe the costume is more true to myself, or maybe I've taken some parts off, but it is me talking to you, and it's also the girl who was in her pajamas in a basement 
four years ago talking to you. I don't know. I don't know that I have much more to say other than if you've listened for however long or not at all or never, um, thank you for being a part of witnessing and stepping inside my little audio corner of the universe, my little imperfect, at times embarrassing, complicated, often emotional audio corner of the universe that wasn't really meant for anyone, not even for me to re-listen to. Um, It's emotional, yeah, but it's also, it feels like feels like my corner of the universe is gonna shift maybe to a different corner of that room that is the universe I don't know and I'm excited and so I'll turn the lights off in this corner and walk to the other I hope if I'm listening to this in 20 years and I have kids I'm not embarrassed by how meta this all sounds or like how stonery this all sounds I don't know But, um, I do hope also that I, what it, probably the 150 hours I put into the show from season one, episode one until now are meaningful to my kids and meaningful to me. And I can't wait to laugh at myself and how bad I was at audio editing and tripping over my words while presenting and some of my song choices over the years. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But yeah, I think this is the end of my career on radio. You have been listening to Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. As I have always been, my name is Anna Roth. Thanks for listening. And I won't see you next week. Twenty years to see New York reflected on subway trains. Twenty more, I'll be forty-four, head back to Tampa. I killed a man there in spite. When he died, I took his place. Eighteen major colors to the kisses that you gave. Cost exchange, it caused the blame And I stood out in the rain You killed a man there and I cried But the rain masked the hurt behind your face By the way, you're alive and it hurts Cause we survived Don't shut down on me now Don't shut down on me Don't wait
Cause you made your colors to the kisses that you gave And one more I stood out in the rain But goodbye love And good luck in life And good night Chicago time With a smile you'd have loved her Loved her but you won't You'll know On subway trains, and 20 more I'll be 44. Head back to Tampa. I killed a man there. In spite when he died, I took his place. But don't shut down on me now. Don't shut down on me. Don't shut down on me now. Don't shut down on me. Don't wait until I drop to save me from a good night, Chicago. I killed a man. I killed a man. I Don't shut down on me now. Don't shut down on me. Don't shut down on me. 